Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello there, you've reached Gaywire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. I'm your host, Terrence Adams, and my pronouns are he and they. You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory, and you may or may not know that since 2018, so-called Canada celebrates October as Latin American Heritage Month. In tandem with this, one of our intrepid Gay Wire reporters, Jao Victor Krieger, spoke with Sarah Campos Silvius, a talented and queer multiracial Latinx individual from so-called Edmonton. In the interview, they talk about her career, inspirations, identity, and more. Without further ado, here's the interview. Well, hello. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Hello to all the listeners out there. Hope you're well. My name is Sarah or Sara, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am a multidisciplinary artist here in Edmonton. And basically, um, I'm interested in all of it. And I've also, I'm very good at all of it, uh, except I'm not very good at visual art. So there's the one thing I will say, <laughs> not, not so good at. <laughs> So Sarah, please tell us about your career in arts. Uh, how did you get started? A wonderful question. Let's see. I remember um, being a kid and writing, I think, my very first quote unquote book when I was like three or four. And I think there was like a giant bat and a talking shark. Uh, so uh, I've always loved writing and reading and Um, But I also, I was extremely shy and introverted for most of my life, and in many ways I still am, even though I'm very bubbly, I'm also very introverted. So it was actually really hard for me to kind of get over the stage fright part of my life, and I only started really um, kind of coming out of my shell now, really in my late 30s. I'm 37, and I'm an emerging artist, and I think that's really cool. (laughs) That's great. Um, So young, you started producing art. Uh, Was there a special person or a book or a movie or something that inspired you? What a wonderful question. Um, There's so many. And I think probably like most artists, I I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't do it if I hadn't seen it first and just been blown away and just be in love with it. One of my favorite movies of all time is Pan's Labyrinth. And I remember 
who was so impressed by the beauty and the creepiness and the horror and the love and the mythology with the contemporary story. Uh, so that, that I think that's a masterwork. So thank you. Thank you for Pan's Labyrinth. Um, when I was a kid, I loved books and I, I read them all the time. And a lot of times I would start reading a book and then I'd be like, oh, no, I want to write this story. So I would put down the book and then start to write my own version of it and often, you know, lose interest and never finish. Um, another thing, let's see, what are like some of the new things this year that really inspired me? Oh, there is a wonderful Spanish language HBO Europe production uh, called 30 Coins. And it's a really creepy uh, TV show. Season one was out this year and it's, it's like a religious horror. It's from Spain. I loved it. Um, another one that I loved was called Los Spookies, and I think that was another HBO show, and I saw season one this year as well, and it was really funny uh, bilingual production of just like, uh, you know, some young people who who want to be like ghost hunters or pretend ghost hunters, but then they encounter like real strange things. Uh, so that was wonderful. Uh, so many things. Brandy Carlisle, I read her memoir this year. I read uh, Sharon Stone's memoir this year. So um, I'm always just impressed by the wonder, wonderful, beautiful things out there. I could go on forever. <laughs> sure, that that's fantastic. There are so many great titles in your list. <laughs> so in your site, you describe yourself as a queer and multiracial Latinx artist in Edmonton. Uh, can you tell us more about your identity? Yeah, so I'm a bisexual woman and I'm um, a multiracial Latinx person as well. My dad is from Chile and my mom is from Canada and fate brought them together and they raised two kids here in Edmonton. <laughs> so I was lucky I was one of those kids. Um, and basically, you know, I just have these very, very fortunate to have these great memories of both my dad and my abuelita, who came to Canada a few years later after my dad, um, uh, you know, singing songs in Spanish and my abuelita would make empanadas for us. And so um, it's just so, yeah, part of who I am. And especially both my parents were are very politically progressive. And especially for my dad, um, from where he, he grew up in Chile and he was there in the 70s, um, that really informed his his political views, and of course, then he he you know taught those to us, his kids. So that's it's just part of who I am. And did you always identify as Latinx? Was that something natural for you, or not so much? You know, being a, a multiracial person, that's a really interesting question. In a lot of ways, I think language is always changing. So uh, for most of my life, I felt comfortable calling myself Canadian, um, and, I, and I still do in many ways. Um, but of course, over the past several years, something that I've learned a lot more about is colonialism and that this idea of what even is Canada is actually a lot more complex than I thought when I was growing up. Um, I also, I'm a Latinx person, but I have white privilege. Um, I also have uh, first language privilege. My first language is English. So uh, there's a lot of ways to define identity and nobody is, is one thing or one way. So basically, um, you know, like all people, I hold multitudes in, in one package. 
Absolutely. That's fantastic. That's quite a background. So do you think that representation is important for queer Latinx? Yes. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I only speak for myself. I, I don't speak for anybody except myself and my own life and my own experiences. Um, but of course it's important. And a lot of times there are barriers that people may not think about, um, barriers that might hold back people from publicly talking about certain identities or being comfortable to talk about certain identities, or they think that once they have this label with a capital letter, then everything they do must be about this thing. Um, you know, so I would simply encourage everyone to be yourself and whatever, uh, whatever that is, that's beautiful uh, because that is you. <laughs> you don't need somebody else to, uh, you know, put it on your head like a paper hat. It's already you because it's already part of um, your your blood and your story and your history. That's amazing. And uh, do you think that your work can inspire other Latinx artists in Edmonton, in Canada, or maybe in Latin America or around the world? Well, every artist hopes that something they make can inspire somebody else, of course. I think the future is bright. And um, I, I do believe it's, it's a privilege to make art. Uh, so every day I have perspective about the, the fact that I, I have the opportunity to make art or talk about art or read and write and watch. Uh, so uh, hopefully something that I make can kind of enter what I like to call the canon and be, be part of, uh, be, just be part of the story. That's what I want. I want to be part of the story. Yes, that's that's an awesome goal <laughs> as an artist. Uh, but now let's talk about your recent work. Let's start with your book. So in 2021, you published a poetry book called Smoke, uh, Sword and Smoke. Can you tell us what it's all about? Yes. Sword and Smoke is a poetry chat book. It was published here by Armistice Press and funded through the Edmonton Arts Council. So thank you to everyone who made it happen. And I was uh, quite interested in submitting to this call out because I had started to amass a little collection of poems. And for me, I, I love imagination. And something um, that I always remember, even when I was a kid was just sitting you know, probably like by the river, you know, kicking my legs by the river or throwing a stone and just imagining things, uh, whether it's a talking animal or it's going to another planet or traveling in time. So for me, that's what my poems are exploring. And these ones specifically, they uh, are very uh, uh, spooky and, and a bit uh, macabre, <laughs> which I love. It's just a vibe of like, ooh, there's a, there's a story here of a ghost. Oh, there's a story here of this, of that. So I, I love them. <laughs> That's amazing. It seems very, uh, it seems that you incorporate a lot of fantastic elements to your writing and to your work. Would you say that's your your inspiration that that's something that you're that makes you produce more that, that yes that yes i love fantasy i love sci-fi uh even though i am a scaredy cat I, I like horror but i'm a total scaredy cat but I, but i like horror and i respect it um so i'm very 
very inspired by, like I said, just imagination and, um, you know, kind of peeking behind the curtain of, of what is strange, what is unnerving. I'm, I'm very interested in that. That's fantastic. And I, I totally relate to that. I'm also so scared of everything, but I, I love horror movies. I love fantasy. Well, uh, and what can readers find in your book? Something that readers will read and you think it's going to gonna stick with them after they finish the book? What I hope the reader takes away from is the sense of magic in their own life. And this idea that uh, whoever you are, if you just take a moment and just look around that corner, something magical might be there. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, and readers can find your book on the Glass Bookshop. Yeah, the, uh, the bookstore here in Edmonton is called Glass Bookshop, and they're very kind people. They're selling that. And I also, I have copies, so you can always uh, email me and go to my website, uh, so it's it's out there. That's <laughs> Maybe great. it'll be delivered by like a vampire bat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So thematic <laughs> for October. Uh, we'll make sure to add the link to the show's description, to the episode description, uh, so readers can find more about your book and also more about other works that you are involved in. Speaking about that, you are also a musician and you release uh, an EP in 2020. Is that right? Yes, correct. Uh, what is it called? Uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> 2020. Oh, my goodness. Can I even remember? <laughs> I, I will tell you, no joke. My memory is not what it used to be. So, um, ah, okay. This one is an EP. It's called Gravity. And again, it's kind of edgy, spooky, creepy, attitude, strange, you know, any adjective you want in that vein. Um, and these were songs that I record literally here in, in my apartment <laughs> in this room. And um, I just had a lot of fun exploring, uh, yes, that kind of um, very sexy, but also odd and uh, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't think of more adjectives for it. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's what I was exploring, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what kind of listeners do you think that your, your EP is going to attract? This EP is electronic. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to release new music very soon and it's rock. <laughs> so I get to play in everything because I'm playing and uh, there's, there's never any pressure to be anything. It's just joy and love and play. Uh, so this one is electronic and um, I also... I like short songs. I like short poems, short songs, short stories. I really like to get to the point and I'll, and be uh, in a groove, you know? So you got to feel it and, and do it. <laughs> we highly recommend the listeners to go to Spotify or wherever you get your music, listen to Sarah's album. Uh, we will also play a song in our Queer J segment. So if you're listening to the show on the radio, stick around because we're going to play Sarah's song. But now let's move on to your short films. Um, I've heard that you are working on two productions. The first one is The Inner Ring. Um, it's your first production, was released this year, and it is now playing as part of the art gallery of Alberta Sidewalk Cinema. So what is it about? 
Let's see. The Inner Ring is a short film. It's uh, movement-based, black and white. There's no dialogue. It is about the kickboxer Lee, who must face off against her inner self, Inner Lee, and they kind of have a cool dance fight. <laughs> um, Amazing. I made this film with my colleague Sylvia Douglas. We shot it in November 2020, and once again, thank you to the Edmonton Arts Council for the small grant that funded the film, because it wouldn't have happened without the grant. And uh, this one was exploring something um, that I think many people might be able to relate to this idea that you you're driven and you're strong but deep inside something is holding you back and so that's what uh, this short film the inner ring is exploring that's great and uh, how was the recording process how actually how was the whole process um, producing a movie writing directing uh, during the pandemic during 2020. With the inner ring, Sylvia and I had teamed up actually a couple of years, even earlier than 2020, uh, with a script that I had wrote and we tried to get the funding we needed for that script specifically. It was a short film with actors and dialogue and a narrative arc, but we didn't get all the, the funding that we needed. So we sat down and we said, well, we got a small grant from the lovely Edmonton Arts Council. What can we do with this? And so we came up with a totally new idea and that idea became the inner ring. So that's an example of uh, when you hear no, it often opens up a new yes. Uh, when it comes to the directing, producing, we were going to do it in April, 2020. <laughs> But of course, March 2020 happened and everyone's plans changed. So we, we came back in November and we, um, yeah, we followed the health and safety guidelines with the masking and the limited number of people in the room and that kind of thing. And we had rehearsals over Zoom and meetings over Zoom, like many, many did at that time and still do, of course. Um, and it was a great learning experience. It was a wonderful learning experience. Uh, my colleague, Sylvia Douglas, who was the co-creator, co-director, co-producer. I learned so much working with her and I'm very grateful for that experience. And also everyone on the team was wonderful. And that's what a film is. It's a team project. Even the, the shortest film has 15 people working on it, 20 people working on it. Uh, so just gratitude. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, and where can our listeners watch your movie? Right now, the movie is playing at the Art Gallery of Alberta's Sidewalk Cinema. So this is a free exhibition and it runs from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. It's on the northwest exterior corner of the Art Gallery of Alberta. So you can literally just go and walk by. And The Inner Ring is a short film that's playing with the other short films in that uh, in that exhibition. That'll be for the next couple of months. And then uh, Sylvia and I have applied for a couple of more film festivals. So hopefully we get it. But once the film festival circuit is finished, then Sylvia and I can finally share it on our websites, share it with the world. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. And you are also working on another short film. Um, it's called Power, Power Card. Uh, please tell us more about it. 
Power Chord is a riot girl punk rock short film comedy. And we shot it this summer, July 2021. And basically, the the premise is that it's 20 years later, and this this one riot girl punk band has to gather for a one night only charity reunion show. But of course, there's personalities and there's drama, and there's also an original song that I wrote for the for the film, which was so fun <laughs> because. When you're writing a riot girl punk rock song, you just go for it and you don't hold back. That's that's the vibe. Um, and again, this this film Power Chord was also created through the Edmonton Arts Council grant. Would not have happened without that. So thank you, EAC. Maybe I should just like you know put it, have a little sign like thank you, EAC, <laughs> every time I mention it. Uh, and great talent great people to work with. It was lots of fun. That will be submitted through the film festival circuit. So I'll be able to share it uh, publicly in about a year. And hopefully it'll be at a many, a million film festivals before then. <laughs> Who knows? But the music video is up. It's online. You can see it and rock out to it anytime you want. Yeah, it is. It's also on YouTube. Uh, we will link the, the video to the show's description. So how's the film right now? Is it recorded? Are you recording? We shot the film in July this year. So it is completed. Um, right now we're in kind of the very final post-production stages where uh, my editor has completed the cut. And now I send that to the post-production sound studio and they do the sound, make it sound top-notch <laughs> uh, and basically once that process is done which will be quite soon we have uh, the finished product if you will <laughs> and that's what I'll be able to submit to some film festivals and hopefully have it be shown at the festivals kind of in the next year or so. What else do you are you working on right now? Do you have other productions? You said you're maybe writing something for the future? Absolutely. I'm always working on something. I always have my fingers in something. <laughs> I have a new collection of poetry that I hope will be shared uh, within the next year or two. I have brand new music that I'll be sharing uh, quite soon. It's all it's rock music and um, I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's I'm totally inspired by 60s rock just you know psychedelic rock boom I'm just there you know I worship at the altar um what else I have a lot of short scripts that are so funny that I just want to get made so bad uh so yes always working on something always 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 <laughs> that's fantastic um so thank you very much Sarah for talking to us today uh how can people follow your work I am on the social media. So if you are there, come find me. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you hate social media, just find my website. <laughs> find me there. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm out there and um, I'm working my behind off. So if you like what I'm putting down, come and come and support. It, it means a lot. 
Well, thank you very much again, Sarah. Uh, it was great having you here with us on Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM. And I hope to hear more about your work in the future, see your, your movies and listen to your music and get a copy of your book, of your, of your book very soon. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for, for this interview. I'm wonderful to meet you and to everybody listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You just heard Jao Victor Krieger speaking with local artist Sarah Campos Silvius about identity, career, and inspirations. And you're listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, around the world at cjsr.com, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now, as you probably know, CJSR is community radio. And as such, community donations are integral to the whole being on air thing. So if you have a dollar to spare or a bit more than a dollar, head on over to cjsr.com and click the little support CJSR button in the top right corner, right below the button to listen. There is lots of cool CJSR swag with some mad sexy art on it. And depending on how much you donate, it could be yours. Alternatively, or additionally, you can send a screenshot of your donation confirmation to at GaywireCJSR on Instagram for a swanky little audio gift that you'll hear in an upcoming episode. So, CJSR.com to donate to help keep our show and all the other fantastic shows here at CJSR on the air. And with that, I bid y'all farewell. Thank you to our guest, Sarah Campos Silvius, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode for Latin American History Month. Today's show was produced by Shane Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Asha Linda, Artemis Peasley, and myself, Terence Adams. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory. Follow us wherever you download podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook or Twitter at Gaywire and at GaywireCJSR on Instagram and TikTok. If you're feeling spicy, you can send us an email at gaywire at cjsr.com and you never know, you just might get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson. Original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week, keep it breezy and... Please stay on the line.